So exciting day because we have the honor and privilege to be speaking to none other than Doug Leinard, the CEO of Mainframe, a new DeFi application that allows for peer-to-peer lending. Doug, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Glad to be here. Yeah, so you know we always like to get into uh, the the person behind the project before we jump into the project itself. Sure. So I'd love to start there and, and learn a little bit how you, about how you got to this point. What led you to become uh, a, a leader in the DeFi space? Sure. So really, uh, kind of my introduction to crypto started late 2012, where some friends were talking about it around Christmas time. And it really piqued my interest because uh, I had been learning about hashing algorithms uh, at school. I got my master's of information system with an emphasis in security at BYU. And so, you know, this really piqued my interest and I started digging in, immediately pulled up the Wikipedia page and that rabbit hole, you know, led me uh, to put in a whole bunch of money. We ended up, uh, you know, putting in a little bit of money and then we ended up starting our own little mining farm at the time. And this is, uh, you know, right when the first ASIC started coming out, I decided it was a good idea to take some student loan money and buy some of them and try and um, farm some Bitcoin. So really, uh, from there, it was pure speculation as I finished out school uh, and, you know, really started developing my skill set as an engineer. I would leave school. Uh, and then becoming a mobile engineer, worked for two telecom companies, and and then with a focus on startups. Uh, at this point, my wife and I, you know, we we were talking and we were big into cryptocurrency. And you know, she says, if you believe so much in this, you know, blockchain stuff, then why aren't you doing anything in it? So I left my consulting job at that time and went and found, you know, the best. Uh, you know, cryptocurrency startup that I could find. And that is what landed me at Mainframe. So Mainframe at the time was a chat application and we've since pivoted into DeFi. But at at that time when I joined, they had just uh, raised, uh, you know, using their uh, ICO token generation event and was incredibly successful with that. Um, from there, uh, I was an engineer and kind of transitioned myself from uh, helping on the engineering team to getting involved in more of the leadership discussions around the strategy. And um, and then I would actually step away for a little bit. And uh, the former CEO, Mick, would call me up a couple months later and say, hey, you know, you're the guy who really used this stuff. Uh, we want you to run the ship and uh, steer us through this next chapter. And so I was totally down for it. And so that kind of is what brings us here. And uh, Mick had already started our pivot into DeFi, um, you know, probably mid-2019. And so I, I picked up the reins from there and, you know, pushed us hard into DeFi. And, you know, for where we're sitting right now, we're probably, uh, you know, a month or two away from actually launching this platform. Wow, what a what a cool trajectory! I mean, that's that's definitely uh, an impressive. You start as a as an engineer and end up as the CEO of the company is pretty pretty cool. Um, so why don't we jump into mainframe? Yeah, what exactly is it? I took a look at your website. It's actually pretty straightforward, but just for our listeners' sake, um, give us the elevator pitch. 
Yeah, the elevator pitch is just that we are an at-scale fixed-rate solution, fixed-rate lending solution for people to get instant access to liquidity. So you're sitting on crypto and you want to pursue the latest farming craze or you want to go purchase a new minivan or you want to do something else yet maintain your exposure to your stacks of crypto. We enable that and we do it in a way that allows for predictable returns and predictable premiums that borrowers pay. Now, uh, for the listeners that aren't aware of DeFi yet, the, the total concept is essentially to obviate banks, um, you know, remove that middleman, or in some senses, create a more trustless middleman that is uh, at the individual level. Am I right? Well, you're going to get various answers depending on who you're asking. So uh, there are certainly uh, within the broader DeFi space, you're going to find more transparency. Uh, you're typically going to find uh, an increase in decentralized power. And uh, along with that comes certain trade-offs. So, you know, you've got to pay for all of your transactions, uh, but you at least have the opportunity to audit, you know, behind the curtain what's happening to your money and whether or not what's being represented in the marketing lines up with what's in the code. So uh, DeFi, in, in my judgment, remains a speculator's game today. We, along our journey, you look at Ethereum being around for five years. You know, DeFi has kind of really come into the limelight in the last 18 months. And uh, we are, you know, still putting together, you know, debt instruments and options. And these don't, don't really exist in, you know, kind of uh, the scale at which you would expect for a mature financial system. And so it's, it's very early on. And you know the people who are leveraging a lot of these tokens are uh, large players who are speculating on different aspects of the space itself. So it's you know very meta, and um, you know it takes a certain level of knowledge and skill to participate in the opportunities that exist within DeFi. That's a great explanation. You're right. You you ask ten people what DeFi is, you get kind of ten answers, right? So. Let's um, let's talk a little bit more about how this peer-to-peer -peer lending opportunity mm -hmm. actually works. Now, you 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 say it's a fixed rate. Is this rate fixed across the board? Or are we talking about a case-by-case -case basis? And once you lock your rate in, that's it. Yeah, that, that's correct. So um, it will be fixed for each individual transaction. So let, let's take the case of uh, you're a lender. So you've got a bunch of USDC or DAI, and you show up and you say, you know what, I'm not doing anything with this, and I should be, and I want it to grow. And so you'd show up on the mainframe platform, and then you would purchase our tokens that represent debt. And depending on the discount you receive with respect to the face value of those tokens, that will be equal to your premium you'll earn over the time affixed to that token. So that, that's an abstract way of saying, you know, if there's a three-month time period attached to the tokenized debt and someone's selling it for 97 cents on the dollar, then effectively you lock in a 13% uh, annualized return. Understood. Now, you, you can lock in, it looks like any coin, is that right? Um, it looked like you had Bitcoin, Ethereum, and, and some other logos in, in that incredible marketing video that you have on your sure. website. Is that how does that work? You put in the you put in the ETH and you get the mainframe token out, or 
Yeah, so we we uh, we'll, we'll want to ease into this, like any protocol launching. There's a lot of you know, it's a it's a multi-variable challenge, and so uh, it, it probably is disingenuous to uh, represent that this is going to support every token, uh, because there are some you know economical limitations on what you can do uh, within some respect of. Um, you know, efficiency that people are willing to participate in. So, uh, you know, what one of the main economic limitations is the the token itself needs to have sufficient liquidity to manage uh, large liquidation events. So, you know, when you're building an app scale solution and you you want to borrow against or lend out a certain token and it's got a very small market cap and especially a small small market cap on decentralized exchanges like Uniswap, that's going to be uh, very prohibitive uh, for us to safely um, support lending on that asset. So uh, it's reasonable to expect that the you know assets you see supported on uh, some of the variable rate solutions like Compound and Aave, those are likely the low hanging fruit for us. And uh, and so you know that's you know the natural place for us to start. I like to hear that honestly because you know, I have my own sort of reservations about DeFi and sure. there's a lot of, there's a lot of noise out there. I'm sure you would agree, even though you're building in this space, you know, trying to position yourself as a legitimate and longstanding company that is building at scale, as you say, in my opinion, is paramount to the success because, you know, there's so many, I mean, there's, you know, just random joke coins being built. It's very, very sure. similar to the the ICO era. Um, so to hear you say, you know, we're taking it slow, we're, we're, you know, looking at high liquidity assets and things like that, that's very encouraging um, to me and I'm sure to, to others as they're looking into this type of opportunity. Um, but speaking of the opportunity, you know, we're talking about a peer-to-peer -peer lending system, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to have counterparty action, right? There has to be somebody who wants to lend the money or, you know, save the money in some way. There has to be somebody who wants to borrow. And then potentially there has to be a third party that covers in the event of default. Can you explain a little bit about how you're operating that? Yeah. So uh, what you're alluding to here, I believe, is uh, one of the distinct uh, features of the mainframe lending platform, which is the role of the guarantor. So within, you know, if, if we're going to compare ourselves to another debt instrument like Compound, you've got people who park their a liquidity there, and they earn interest uh, that is diluted across an entire pool. And so in, in the mainframe lending uh, platform, you're, you actually don't have the same type of dilution for lenders. Um, but it comes with a trade-off that you, know, you are somewhat reliant on whatever the pool of liquidity is at the time of origination. And, but, but this also represents an opportunity for market makers to step in and do what they do best, which is arbitrage that opportunity. So uh, in our protocol design, we have this uh, guarantor pool. And honestly, when, when this finally does roll out, it will be, um, you know, in its mature form, uh, will be the maximized destination for your assets. So uh, let's take a protocol like Yiffy. Right. This is something that uh, is very interesting. These are different farming strategies that just, you know, in a very meta way within DeFi, 
uh, harvest out and extract out value from different protocols, exploiting the economic incentives of them and driving it back to the, um, the pool participants of a Yiffy vault. So uh, it, if you then took, you know, Yiffy's uh, vault positions are tokenized, we can then take those vault positions and deposit them as an underwriting instrument within our protocol. And so, you know, take whatever the APY is on your Yiffy vault and then just add a little bit of a margin on top of that. And that's the position that uh, you can end up with within the guarantor pool. Now, in its mature form, we hope to support, uh, you know, Aave A tokens, Compound C tokens, you know, even uh, M stable uh, tokens. So uh, we, we want to have a very diverse pool of asset value uh, that is backing the system, but you're, you're not necessarily just like backing the system in the sense like uh, Maker does for uh, MakerDAO. We're, you're backing the system in, in that you are willing to purchase the collateral types at their liquidation point for a discount. So it's just another way to uh, you know, farm yield and uh, take advantage of an arbitrage opportunity in a very easy user interface. You know, most of these debt protocols you know, required you to be running some sort of bot. Whereas uh, with the guarantor pool, you can have the advantage of uh, the liquidation opportunity um, within a pool that's as easy as just depositing your supported uh, asset type. Yeah, that's really important, I think, especially, you know, there's so many um, different ways that you can farm yield across the DeFi space. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's co complex, you know, we're, we're still in a very, very complex ecosystem uh, within crypto. So that's awesome that you guys are making it a little bit more accessible for um, the main street or the average uh, investor or user. Now, I, I would, I would imagine this is pretty reliant on um, a, a significant user base. You guys ran an ICO how many of those people are coming over to mainframe's DeFi offering? Yeah, this is very interesting. Uh, it's, uh, you know, this all will be conjecture seeing as, uh, you know, we, we ran our ICO almost two years ago on a completely separate concept, which was unstoppable chat. Uh, when we launched that product, it didn't get traction. People didn't love it. They didn't want to use it. They felt like Slack, was sufficient for their privacy needs. And uh, you know, we had built it on top of Swarm, which was Ethereum's uh, uh, storage solution. And uh, so, so how many people are gonna continue? Well, if you look at our chart, you can tell a lot of people have sold. If you just look at the MFT price chart. And so uh, you know, my expectation is that um, the majority of people who are showing up to participate uh, are new. And the the, you know, I had, I had one person tell me that, you know, uh, you know our, our price action for our token has been um, quite a ride over the last couple of months. And, and someone told me, oh, my goodness, my NFT finally, my sell order finally went through on Binance. Like, what happened? It says I had gotten so lazy that it wasn't even worth my effort to click the button to just dump it. And so most, most of our community had given up. Uh, most of the investors who were given tokens uh, as, a, as a part of um, our token generation event, uh, harvested them out immediately after they vested. Uh, there's, you know, it, it puts us in a very unique position in terms of a, an economic position where the only tokens that remain locked up are tokens that are going to the current team. 
you know, so for my vesting token and, uh, and so we have a very mature vesting schedule that is, you know, almost entirely vested. And, and so there's, there's no surprises. There's, there's really nobody uh, holding on that's even in a position to dump uh, outside of people who have believed in the DeFi vision and started accumulating since Mick uh, in mid uh, 2019 announced this direction towards fixed rate lending. So uh, you know, a lot of people wrote off Mick and his leadership. Um, a lot of people have had issues with, uh, I mean, just, you know, when the number goes down, people get mad. Uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, you, you get, you know, it, it's not uncommon for, you know, a death threat to come into our email inbox, you know, once or twice a week. And so, you know, th- these things, you know, you got to have thick skin, skin to be in this uh, space. Anyone who is either sitting on them or who has uh, uh, accumulated since we've announced our redirection into DeFi in our pursuit of token utility, uh, you know, hopefully th- they'll see uh, some rewards. But at the very least, they're going to be able to participate in helping steer us as we continue to decentralize out more and more of our governance to you know people who are you know real stakeholders in the system. That's uh, that's very very honorable. First of all, that that you would be so transparent about all of that. I think everyone loves a an underdog story, and it's not uncommon. Sure for yeah i mean it's it's, so thank you honestly for for telling that story because it it means a lot especially to our community you know as a as a person who operates a a cryptocurrency myself i can Mm -hmm. tell you that you're you're right it it does take a thick skin and you do run into issues and it's not uncommon for for startups to pivot in the way that you guys have i mean i'm looking at the mft chart right now we're looking at 16 sats but it's up 15 percent today uh, over the last week i should say 16 sats I mean, that's a huge potential upside considering what you guys are about to launch and it is imminent. Can you tell me a little bit about the launch? Because I know you guys have a pretty big event coming up. Yeah, so, well, in, in terms of the launch, uh, you know, we've got an engineer uh, at the helm of this ship. And so everything typically is going to follow a very uh, rational and logical approach. When we first did, uh, you know, so we, we've been through two launches already and, uh, you know, I got to sit in the, uh, you know, front seat on, on the inside of mainframe as we launched both our chat application as we launched the ICO. And I guess the, the third one would be when we launched mainframe OS. And so, you know, we, we've gained a lot of experience in terms of like uh, what works and what doesn't. And one thing that really, at least with our community, that doesn't really work is hype or fluff. And, and so we, we've really just tried to focus on substance. So in, in terms of expectations as to what our launch will likely look like is we will ease into this. So uh, I'll, I'll be putting my money into the protocol before I, you know, solicit it for anyone else to put their money into it. And, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're getting it uh, totally audited. Uh, we've got working with QuantStamp again, who did our ERC-20 audit. And uh, we're, we're really excited to uh, be at the phase where we can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. There's going to be something people can use. And we're, in, in some ways, we add additional utility to existing tokens um, because now you can lend or earn, uh, or excuse me, you can lend or borrow against them. So, uh, you know, I, I expect that we will, you know, take this step by step. So, you know, we'll start with one asset and we will make sure that we're running a very efficient market for it. 
and then we'll add a second. And so, uh, you know, our community responds really well to this sort of uh, logical uh, substance first approach. And, uh, you know, that's one of the major lessons that we've learned over the last two years as we've just been in this grind, uh, working to drive value back to our token and, uh, and to drive value back to our supporters who have been along with us for our journey. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's so important, especially as we've seen so many of these projects kind of um, fail due to unaudited code or or mis miswritten code, however you want to put it. Um, yeah. And I, I think, you know, I, I applaud you guys, especially you for being an engineer at the helm. It's really important, in my opinion, to have technical leaders um, sort of directing the project. So um, yeah, I mean, congratulations on getting to this point. I know it's incredibly difficult to get the products. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, products to launch, it's very, 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 uh, it's more work than anyone can possibly imagine unless you've done it. So um, yeah, congrats on that. Steve, I know I've uh, kind of monopolized the conversation as I always do when we co-run these things. Why don't, why don't you jump in and uh, if you have any questions for Doug, you can you can shoot them out now. Yeah, excellent. Well, uh, Doug, first of all, the Dawn of the Daps, the video that you guys did in 2018, I've sent to probably a hundred people over, <laughs> over the past few years. It was an amazing marketing campaign for everybody listening. I'm going to link to that in the show notes so that people can check it out. And I know that that was the old mission and everything, but it was just a great representation of kind of the hypocrisy that goes on within the crypto space. Yeah, just and and that was such a well done video, um, and I, I I really just appreciated high quality content like that. And that was I was so excited to recognize you when when you came on. I was like, I wonder if Doug is going to be the guy who's selling lemon coin on Don <laughs> before we got on. Yeah, that that was the first the first of these food coins. We were just way way ahead of the curve there. So you know, 2018, we we you know had this video that you know t talked about. As, you know how difficult it is, and how sort of uh, laughable you know some of these token concepts really were. And and to to us, it's kind of the self awareness where we wanted to publish like, look, we we understand that you know there are hoops that need to be jumped through in order for you know people to find utility in order to drive value to support a sustainable ecosystem. And uh, you know, so th th there's a couple lessons that we learned from that video. One is that. You know, this this was uh, you know, I, I don't know how how you distinguish what gets the label of being viral or not, but we we released it around the time of DevCon and it was received quite well. But if you actually go and look at the metrics of the the video itself, like last I looked, it was you know right above thirty thousand actual views, and and when you know high quality content like this uh, that was received so well is only hitting you know. Uh, you know, tens of thousands of views, it really shows how small this ecosystem still is. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and that's true for DeFi today. I think that, uh, you know, it's a very small number of whale, uh, you know, whales playing, uh, you know, rich people games. And, and so understanding our users and understanding, you know, that, that there are, there, there's a lot of money that's flowing around and that there's a lot of uh, there's quite a bit of in, in terms of hurdles, there, there's quite a bit of onboarding that has to be done to bring new people into the space. 
And uh, that, that helps us really focus on who our users really are. And uh, you know, we, we've seen gas prices soar with, uh, you know, recently within DeFi because of the farming you know, craze, but it, it doesn't seem to phase any of the users, any of these power users. It's because you know, they've got the money to, flow, you know, to, to throw around. The things that are get, like, getting cut out and getting hurt are things you know, like your CryptoKitties, these blockchain games that rely on really low cost transactions for uh, you know, these touch points or interactions with their game that are are low value, um, but but you know we're, we're when we look at this space and, and we we look back on some of the things we learned from you know publishing this type of content, uh, you know what stands out to me is we we've got few people in the space uh, with respect to the broader financial system, which convinces me that this is still very very early on for DeFi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I definitely just wanted to to bring it up and and give you props on that because not only was it food related just like all these defi kind of funny projects early on like you touched on lemon coin was in the video 2 years ago and now all these projects popping up um you know in the in the defi space like these kind of tests like the yam uh extravaganza that happened and yeah. all the food related things i just think it's a really funny uh closed loop there that you guys are now in defi and um it's just a a fun little loop. But with that said, what's what's the team size now? Is it smaller? Is it bigger than when you guys were doing the um, Unstoppable Chat? Or is it, have you grown? Yeah, so, so, uh, so, you know, I, I've only worked for startups in my career. And, and there's there's one thing that's really, really constant is, you know, team size is a function of kind of the, the you know, resources of the business. And so, you know, running for two years, going through the bleed out that happened in 2018, uh, our, our team size is much more focused now. So there, there's approximately 10 individuals who are, you know, really focused on this right now. And and so, you know, some of the stuff that we can outsource, you know, so we, we don't have PR in-house anymore. We use, you know, uh, a team of PR experts that uh, we can have, you know, uh, give us part of their time instead of having to have them full-time on our salaries. Mm-hmm. So we, we've, we've tried to streamline things as much as we can. And, and you've seen us make moves you know, with our acquisition of Sablier, the money streaming or the, the token streaming protocol. Uh, we, we are very calculated in which bets we take and which ones we don't take and where we innovate and where we choose to be a follower. And uh, I'm, I'm very, very defensive of the, the places where we choose novel innovation. So one example of this is the guarantor pool is a new original idea that you know, isn't really seen outside of our protocol. And 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 then, uh, but places that we we are willing to follow is, uh, you know, we we hired Paul uh, from Sablier because we knew he had a proven track record within the DeFi space. Yeah, uh, you know, this his product was built during uh, a bear market. It got traction, and uh, so we wanted to bring him on board to help lead our engineering uh, because we can have a lot of confidence in somebody who has done something similar before. So, so yeah, that, that's, you know, kind of where the team is at today. Excellent. Excellent. Well, those are all the questions I have for you. And uh, yeah, we're going to include all the links that have been mentioned in the show notes. If you guys are listening on iTunes or Spotify, definitely check out all the links and thank you so much for coming on the show. And thanks Nick for kind of quarterbacking the questions. 
Yeah, hey, Doug, uh, Thanks, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this is a really interesting project and I'm, not, I'm actually going to dig into it a little bit later and, and uh, I may have some more questions for you offline if that's all right. Yeah, no problem. Cool. All right. Well, as always, you guys can find us online, blog.wproject.org for those show notes, at Debbie Project for all the rest of the social medias. I guess we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.